Hi, I'm Toby. And I'm Nick. And welcome to the Pure Property Podcast, where we talk about all things property and property investment. The aim of the podcast is to provide bite-sized chunks of our industry insight and knowledge to help you invest intelligently. Um, So first one of the new year, Nick, a little bit different. Usually we're in the office facing each other, but uh, today obviously due to lockdown 3.0, we're actually doing this remotely. Yeah, so a bit of a change for us, but hopefully all the uh, the technical issues work out well. Um, yeah, as you say, really good to be um, back doing a podcast again for 2021. And hopefully there's going to be plenty more to come this year. Yeah, good one to kick off this week as well. Um, and obviously, we've we've had some promising news, even though we are back in lockdown. Um, it's promising to see, uh, obviously, the vaccine being rolled out. Uh, we've had the the Brexit deal since our last uh, podcast episode. So things are looking to be heading in the right direction this year. So fingers crossed, uh, we will be back to some form of normality at any time soon. Yeah, certainly. So as you mentioned, um, a lot of people will be coming back to the market at the moment. I think the the Brexit trade deal was a big confidence boost for a lot of people, uh, just creating a bit of certainty and some kind of pathway into the future of how our relationship with the EU is going to be. And of course, you've got the the vaccine rollout as well. So whilst not every investor is going to be you know, diving back into the property investment market, we've certainly seen an uptick in, in inquiries, especially from overseas. Um, so looking forward, you know, hopefully that's that's going to continue. And a lot of people will be thinking, you know, I've got this capital set aside. I've got a deposit. I've got, you know, a 50K, for example, to invest. Now, how do I actually go about that? So, yeah, exactly. What we're going to do today is talk through um, how we could potentially invest £50,000 through Track Capital and get the most from your uh, from your funds, basically. Yeah, definitely. I think what we'll do today um, is because it's we looked at the average pot of money that most investors have, and that's why we've picked a 50k mark. And also, what we're going to do is we're going to obviously tailor this at uh, sort of a limited pot that you would have there. So, um, if you didn't have an abundance and and vast supply of money, you've got a limited pot of 50k. How would we invest it, and how would we help you invest it here at Track Capital? So, yeah, that's what we will be going through. I mean. Probably best to start with why property, because there are many other things that you could invest your hard-earned cash in. Obviously, here at Trek Capital, we're focused at property. Um, so th- the reason we obviously um, are advocators of property investing, um, and there's multiple reasons why. One being uh, you can leverage using a mortgage. So obviously this helps minimize your risk to some aspect. Um, So you can put in less of the money. So for example, if you have a property where it's uh, worth 100,000, you only need to put in 25K as a deposit to purchase that property. So again, you don't have to be stumping up the 400K, which can help minimize risk. Um, Obviously you do have the fact that you would have a mortgage on that. um, So just bear that in mind because that comes with a risk in its own sense but that said lenders now are quite strict um, on criteria and their stress tests so if they're happy to lend on it um, that can obviously give you some confidence there Uh, the other reason I suppose proven track record uh, property we've got uh, years and years and years and years of data going back a very very long time and the one thing you can you can see is uh, 
property is very robust over the long term and there is a consistency in an upward trend in prices. Yes, you have peaks and troughs, of course, but um, over the long term, uh, those prices are always steadily increasing, which is always good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's one of the fortunate uh, things about working in the UK property market. It's obviously one of the most uh, well-established, uh, robust legal systems and, and extensive track records of, of, of many cities and, and countries out there. So yeah, it's really, really important to take a medium to long-term view of the market, you know, not how it's going to perform over the next year or two, uh, but you know, how is it going to perform over the next 10, 15 years and how has it performed over the past 40, 50 years? Um, it's almost comparable to the stock market. I mean, a lot of people, when they're looking at the stock market, they have the impression that, you know, it's volatile, there's lots of ups and downs, etc. You know, companies go through, um, you know, successful phases and then downturns depending on millions and millions of factors however if you do look at you know the the S&P or the the FTSE over the long term um, there, there's also an upward trend there and why it sees so much demand so I think it's important to do the same in the UK property market but yeah you know leveraging with finance and you know having that long track record of, of strong performance is certainly a couple of reasons why we would uh, we would recommend it. Yeah, uh, then you've got obviously property uh, provides uh, monthly income, which uh, can be passive, of course, um, which is always a benefit. The capital growth factor, as we touched on regards to prices now, uh, capital growth can be an excellent way of uh, recycling cash or building that pot back up quite quickly to reinvest, um, as many people have seen previously in the past. Um, And also the fact uh, which is linked to supply and demand is is, is land is finite so it, there's only a limited supply and there's only so much we can build so in terms of uh, the supply um, with it is always going to be limited to some extent and obviously we know supply and demand is a massive factor when it comes to to prices which then goes back to that capital growth and upward price factor there but I think there. They're, yeah, they're, they're definitely sort of in brief, um, the uh, the advantages of property investing. Um, and then, like we said, this is going to be tailored to how we would be assisting an investor or how we would be investing this 50k um, if it was us here at Track Capital. Um, so we are going to focus on a specific type of invest investment based on having a limited pot of £50,000. So Nick, what would you be choosing as the the type of investment to go to go for? Yeah, um, I mean, firstly, just before we go for our recommendation, that's um, that's a key, a key point there. You know, there are plenty and plenty of, of property strategies out there. You know, buy, refurbish, refinance, rent to rents, uh, doing refurbs in general. There's there's plenty of things that we can do, um, but ultimately, we're looking how can we generate the strongest return on a 50k investment over the medium to long term. So with that in mind, and fundamentally, what we do at Track Capital is help people invest in off plan property. And that's exactly what we would recommend you do going for a city center um, residential apartment in a high growth city, where we're likely to see decent capital growth and appreciation over the long term. So yeah, putting it into an off plan development would certainly be a great suggestion in our minds. Now, How do we go about doing that? Firstly, or one of the reasons why you would want to do that is because we're going to potentially buy in at a discounted price. 
you know, we're buying at base pricing direct from the developer. We have done another podcast on off-plan investment, so do go and check that out. But to summarize, you're buying at a reduced rate because you're buying in advanced and you're buying during the construction period, which potentially carries a bit more risk. Um, secondly, if you're working with a quality partner that's sourcing developments and working uh, has a strong working relationship with quality developers, you should actually be able to secure property at a discounted rate, even in comparison to other off-plan projects as well. So a really, really strong opportunity to get in at a lower entry level, which will far outweigh any rental income that you might get from a complete property in, you know, for a 12-month period, for example. I suppose it's it's effectively uh, instant equity as well, just getting that discount. As as we always say, or as people say in property, it's the price you buy at, not you sell at, is where you make your money. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's, you know, getting in at that discounted rate, you already know you've got a margin of profit there effectively. And that's, that's what we mean by when we say, you know, equity. Um, and then, of course, you've got the chance to benefit from the growth during that construction period. So ultimately, what you're doing is putting down a deposit um, and you're getting the growth from the full property value, even though obviously you haven't purchased it outright. So going in at a discounted rate, getting that instant equity and benefiting from that growth during the construction period will put you in a really, really strong position to get you know decent appreciation over the long term. Um, and then just a couple of spin-off factors from that as well. You're going to be able to pick out the best units in the development. You know, when we're buying in apartment buildings, you want to go for something unique. Uh, we want to have a, some form of USP. So we're going to minimize void periods and see strong tenant demand. We're going to see strong resale values if we've got some, you know, a balcony, a quality view, a, a corner unit, a, a duplex apartment, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of points to think about as well. Yeah, I suppose that's that's a very good point there. The, the choice is excellent. The earlier you get in, the more choice you have, which can, especially if you're looking at a block of apartments, sometimes, especially when you're thinking long term, if there's that one apartment that's got the best uh, facing aspect and maybe there's only a couple of two beds with balconies for example um, little factors like that to help not only with the rental demand because you can you can kind of charge a premium for that and um, it's not just the same old in the block which can attract the tenants and and, uh, and help them to, to pay more um, and also it, when it comes to selling if you've got the only apartment in the block with a certain type of view that is something special when you come to sell so again it can help sell and help you get a premium price for that property and I suppose another aspect as well is you have the chance to buy parking and other aspects like that which when you're when you're looking at an apartment at 60 center uh, as a as a resale um if they haven't got parking that's it you've got no other choice you'll be buying a two bed or a one bed uh, without any parking so i suppose there's little factors like that which uh, yeah good point actually nick when you when you're buying earlier on the the choices are a lot better and can definitely help in the in the medium to long term yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why um, it is worth focusing on off-plan and why we suggest that specific strategy with the 50K. Because, you know, if you could buy a freehold terrace house, for example, there's going to be thousands of them on the market for investors to purchase at any one time. Whereas if you've got a unique unit, you've got parking, you've got a real USP, you've got proven tenant demand, etc. It's going to be really appealing in the long term. So buying in at that discounted rate and then making sure we're, we're retaining and increasing that value. 
that that's a very good point because if you think as well if you look at busy markets such as what we are experiencing um in the north with your manchester liverpool leeds etc you have to remember these these houses or even the the secondary market apartments that are that are going to market um they have a lot of eyes on them so the demand is massive which then pushes up that price you end up getting into bidding wars um because multiple multiple people are viewing and bidding you've got people that want to live live in it themselves that will pay more money you've got investors um that are scrambling over it so that can sort of cause you to sort sometimes overspend in some instances whereas in the ones we're dealing with um that they're off off plan um, and they tend to be um, off market, or they won't have as many eyes in most in, in more most instances um, looking at them. Which again helps you're you're not getting caught in bidding wars. You know what you're paying for the property. It's a lot more straightforward that way. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that a lot of investors, even our investors, to be fair, aren't always aware of is that developers do place restrictions on on marketing these developments. So. Yes, you can put generic adverts on Google, etc. But uh, you know, a lot of probably uh, eight, nine out of ten of the developments that we market, you you can't actually put adverts on places like Rightmove and Zoopla, etc., etc. So it just uh, you know makes makes gives us the opportunity to to limit the uh, the extra competition, as you say. So yeah, plenty of um, advantages of off plan there. Um, but the the main one is you know over the long term you're going to make a, a strong return on that that original 50k. So with that in mind, and I think we touched on it a bit there, Toby, what do you think about um, locations and, and where to specifically buy? Yeah, location is going to be important, especially if we've got this uh, limited pot of money, because we, we're going to be wanting to look for somewhere where capital growth um, potential is strong uh, and also where there's going to be demand as well which it, it, it probably goes hand in hand if you've got capital growth potential there it's, it's going to be due to demand both rental and sales so that's good so for for example if we uh, if we had an investor in front of us today we would be going probably with well our top two I would say at the moment um, are going to be Manchester and Liverpool and the reason we would be um, leaning towards those is because we are trying to to focus on that capital growth aspect um, quite a lot. So we want to look for places where there is a track record of it, um, where we know it's more than likely going to be going to happen, where we have seen uh, sort of prices rising there already. So we would be looking at the data, uh, and yeah, the front runners are Manchester, Liverpool, Nottingham's also another one, but. If we're looking for real good, um, solid ones, then Manchester and Liverpool is where you're going to be looking at. Um, and of course, um, yeah, re research is key uh, when it comes to this. We will do a lot of research, obviously, for our clients, but we always recommend that they do their own research and 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 look over our uh, data research as well. For example, if you look on uh, Zoopla, um, recently, they will be saying that Manchester um, has had a 27.18% house price growth over the last five years, which equals around, um, you're looking at 40, just over 43,000 uh, as an average there, which is excellent. So we can see there's a great track record there. Uh, price have been doing well. We know the regeneration development going into Manchester. So again, these are great fundamentals, which are pointing towards capital growth um, to carry on. We can also look uh, at the recent uh, house 
price indexes. So Home Track, for example, their latest report, uh, they stated that Manchester, I believe it was around 5.7% year on year. Um, and that was in November's figures. So again, we can see not only has it had uh, the consistent capital growth, it's carrying on. Uh, we know the fundamentals, like we mentioned, of regeneration development are still going on as well. So that would give us a great benchmark to say, yes, this is one of the places that we need to be looking at to to get your 50k into and really capitalize on absolutely so it's worth considering yes we want to go for capital growth and and places like manchester and liverpool with our fifty thousand pounds budget the whole purpose we want to go for those you know top tier cities is so we see the capital growth and then we can potentially withdraw the equity that we've built up recycle those funds which we'll speak a bit more about later and put them into another you know property investment so yes we could look at um, cheaper cities like your Stokes, your Holes, your Bradfords, your Burnleys, you might be able to get two freehold properties with that 50k deposit. But ultimately, it's going to take you really, really long to get that equity in the property because the capital growth is more limited in those cities. So it could take you longer. Whilst you may get a higher rental yield in the short term, it could take you longer to build that portfolio because we're not getting the equity there. Hmm. That is a very good point. Obviously, the yield is obviously great, but it drip feeds in. Um, it takes, like you mentioned, a while to build up a good pot. Um, it can take many, many years, um, which isn't a bad thing. Look, um, it's great to, to look at yield because that is a monthly income. But that said, like we said, if we really want to be growing this portfolio uh, well and quickly uh, and in some instances aggressively, the best way to do that is getting a big chunk of money um, to draw out of the, the property you've just invested in. And again, the quickest way to do that um, in this instance um, would be the capital growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, when we're looking at what to buy specifically, um, in most cases, what we're going to say to people is, you know, go for a city centre uh, property. This is where, as we touched on, the investment fundamentals are. So major employers, you know, big educational institution, strong transport links, um, good education, et cetera, et cetera. So once we have those things in place, we know that the demand for the property is likely going to be there. And if it is in the city centre, it's more than likely going to be an apartment. Um, so, yeah, we would say, you know, stick to city centres and go for a high quality apartment that we think is going to be in demand. Yeah, of course. I mean, like you said, they're going to have demand in both rental and sales. Um, so that's obviously gives you the highest chance of consistent rental income and also price increases there as well. And again, the quality has to be good. You want to be looking at good developers, good builders, good specs, good finishes. Um, these are sort of little factors which all help. Yeah. So with, with that being said, then, so looking at the different factors, we've got, you know, 50k there, we want to grow a portfolio over the long term and, and really build some wealth. So we want to go into a quality off plan development, get an apartment, which is uh, has a USP, it's really unique, it's going to attract tenants and future buyers, we're going to buy in a city with really, really strong capital growth potential. So we can potentially withdraw funds at a later date and buy a new property. And then we, of course, we want to make sure we're getting a, a quality product and a really strong finish from a good developer and a good builder leverage with finance to buy that property and uh, yeah, benefit from strong growth during the, uh, during the construction period. So with that all being said, then um, I think what we do now is move on to a specific example so we can see how our strategy works in terms of real life finances and how we're going to you know, use this deposit pot to potentially build up a portfolio over the long term. So Toby, you're going to run us through the, uh, the numbers on this one, I believe. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call this strategy uh, complete and repeat. Nice catchy name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna catch on. Actually, I have to use that more often. Um, so l- let's say we uh, we're looking at an off-plan property. It's uh, 12, 12 months of completion. Uh, we're securing a conservative 10% discount, which is very realistic. We, we tend to get more, but uh, we're going to do these numbers quite conservatively um, just to make it sort of very realistic. Uh, so 10% discount. So let's say we found a property. It, it was 150000 if that would be sort of the open market value um, in today's money. Yet we're buying off plan. So, of course, we've got that discount there, 10% off uh, that purchase price, which means we're buying at 135000 so we're going to secure that property. And how are we going to do that? We're going to put in our 30% deposit that will secure that property at that price. So the developer can't turn around to us in a year's time and say, I'm really sorry, but prices have jumped up massively. I'm going to have to charge you more money. Nope, you've exchanged contracts. You are legally obliged to sell it to us at that excellent price we've got. So that 30% deposit on 135K, that's going to be 40500 now when we factor in your stamp duty uh, legals and you might want to put a very nice furniture pack in there you'll be looking around 50k probably slightly under but let's round it up to 50k so that's your 50,000 that's all in now 12 months later you complete on the property and you get a tenant in and you rent it now for the following two years since you secured your investment, prices have increased 4% year on year. So from the time that we uh, secured the property uh, at that price to the completion, and then two years later, since we've been renting it out, that will be three times 4%, which gives you 12% capital growth. Now, remember um, that 4%, I am being conservative. Um, the prices I'm discussing, these are realistic prices in Liverpool. Uh, Savills have forecasted in Liverpool um, over the next five years, 27.3%. So that's just over 5% growth averaged over the uh, the five years there. So we know 4% is realistic. So, um, so 4% growth over three years, that gives you a total of 12% growth. Now, so we're going to sit there and say, well, how much How much is our property worth? What can we do here now? So the market value when you secured it was 150. Um, so that was three years prior. So plus the 12% increase in, uh, in prices, you'll now have a property valued at £168,000. So you're left with around £33,000 equity, which is excellent. That's, that's a big pot of money you've now got there. Over the two years, let's say you've been averaging £400 per Canada month net rental income. That will give you uh, a pot of money at £9,600. So the £9,600 plus the £33,000 equity, you're now looking at £42,600, which is your deposit for another property. Obviously, that is simplified um, and uh, obviously realistic in terms of the figures as well so it gives you a great indication of how you can recycle that money pull it back out and reinvest it which again i think a lot of people don't necessarily see they think they've got 50k and they can't do much with it and there's no chance of them building up a property portfolio well we've just proven you wrong there um the complete and repeat formula does work Okay, brilliant. Yeah, hopefully that was really helpful then for our for our investors. And I'd agree, I think they are conservative figures. 
Yes, they might vary slightly depending on the level of funds you can withdraw from the property, etc. But the idea is to give uh, our listeners and investors an overall and uh, explain the power of what can happen when you um you, when you recycle your cash effectively. And ultimately, it's not going to take you long. You do three, four of these, you're, you've got a substantial property portfolio there. So yeah, really exciting stuff and, and a strategy we're looking to you know implement personally as well. Uh, the only thing I'd add there as well is with regards to the additional costs. So obviously, we have our initial 30% deposit in that example. But then we've also got things like stamp duty, furniture pack costs and legal fees as well. Now, where track capital can really, really add some value in in financial sort of terms is uh, in some cases we can pre-negotiate deals with developers where we might take on you know 100 or 200 apartments for sale and the developer will say right based on your buyers purchasing earlier on in the sales process we will provide a stamp duty contribution so this might be you know 50% of your stamp duty covered or in some cases, like one project at the moment, we can actually have your full stamp duty bill covered, whether you're a resident or non-resident, and have that completely paid off on your behalf. So there's potential savings there of up to £20,000. Now, you might ask, why would developers potentially do this? Well, in a lot of cases, they've got hundreds of units to sell. And, you know, they want to be competitive. You know, we've got COVID, we've got Brexit at the moment going on. So it's a really, really good time to, to squeeze extra incentives out of developers. This can be through the form of stamp duty, as I mentioned, but also things like free furniture packs we can negotiate. So you can get that property looking, you know, like it does in the CGI images. You can imagine a tenant walking into a brand new property, completely brand new furniture for our, we're going to be able to charge a really, um, really attractive rental price for the landlord. And then finally, legal fees as well. We can work with developers to get contributions on that side and potentially cover those for you. So, you know, it's, it's worth considering comparing to go and buying a property on Rightmove, um, if you can get incentives across these these three areas, um, you can really, really save yourself up a significant amount of, of capital, uh, again, going to that pot in the future. So hopefully that all makes sense and is summarised uh, nice and neatly for everyone to understand. Yeah, no, great point there, Nick. Um, yeah, excellent. And yeah, like you mentioned, those incentives can save our investors a lot of money. Uh, but yeah, hope that was very insightful for you and hope it uh, helped if you do have any questions obviously always feel free to reach out to us and we're always a phone call or email away next week's episode we're going to be talking about whether it's best to buy and invest now or wait to see what happens Um, so yeah going to be a good one for next week so make sure you tune in Uh, that's it from us this week thank you for listening and we will see you next time thanks guys bye bye